Welcome to the Amanda Perry podcast, a weekly memo from my brain to yours. 20 minute brain slurps to listen to on your commute or run or while you're having a bath because honestly, who has an hour? Definitely not me. So the idea is a bit from me and then a load from you. Every week I'll be asking for your questions on Instagram. I'll answer them on here, giving you a little shout out along the way. Welcome back to episode three of, let's call it season three. We don't say series anymore, do we? We say seasons. We're all um, absolute Netflix addicts. So thanks for joining me again this week. I'm currently sat in a dark room with the windows closed and the curtains closed. And it's a record 29 degrees outside, so I hope you can appreciate the dedication and commitment that that took. This week, I want to talk to you about something that I know a lot of you are going through. A lot of people in the Ecom Growth Hub are talking about this right now. We're seeing it across client accounts. It happens every year. We should know by now, just because 2020 has been the most unpredictable year of our lives, of our business careers. We know July and August, regardless of whatever's happening, global pandemic or no global pandemic, sales slow down. And we know this and it happens every year. And if you haven't got a full year of sales data, then I can forgive you for not knowing that. But July and August, everything slows down. No, it doesn't mean people hate you. No, it doesn't mean no one wants your product. No, it doesn't mean the end of your business. And I know all those things are going through your head. So this week, I really want to talk to you about how to weather a slow sales period, because I know that it is something that people are really stressed out about at the moment. As I say, we see it in the Ecom Growth Hub like a lot at the moment people are like what happened someone just turned the lights off because we've gone from this crazy lockdown situation which was like almost higher than um, Black Friday Christmas sales levels right down to almost nothing so some people saw that huge huge spike and then some people I have to say not everyone we are seeing some some real strong accounts across client accounts and also some of the smaller businesses we work with but I know that a lot of people are really feeling this sense of oh my god what happened like someone's literally just pulled the plug and I know how scary that can be as someone who's had their own brick and mortar and econ businesses I know that it can be terrifying particularly if you don't have the cold hard facts to look at so I've got a few tips here that I want to um, share with you that will hopefully be really helpful to stop you going through that kind of existential crisis of oh my god everyone hates me this is it this is the end (laughs) not speaking from experience. Uh, so the first thing is really, I mean, it's the the key to business, isn't it? But to know your numbers. So know your numbers and know your data. So looking back over a year's worth of data will really show those seasonal trends in your business, which are going to help you prepare for the year and also help you prepare to manage cash flow. So if you know that let's say for example this was a normal year and you know that March to June is phenomenal sales if only 
is like Christmas level sales and then you're going to have a dip through July and August and then September you'll st- slowly start picking up again for Christmas. Dream scenario, I know that doesn't happen on a normal year generally. You know that through July and August you're really going to have to manage your cash flow and use the cash that was accumulated June, um, March to June to really get you through those couple of months, particularly if you have high overheads and staff costs and rents and that kind of thing, things to pay out, really need to manage that almost that dead quarter of July and August. I know it's not quite a quarter, but those those couple of months until we get into Q4 and you can start really building those sales back up again. And looking at your year's worth of data will really help you to do that. It'll give you the confidence to think, it's okay, this isn't it, my business isn't over, people still love my product, it's just, it's summer, people are going on holiday, the kids are off school, uh, belts are being tightened, people are a bit confused right now, so this particular situation People are a bit confused about the whole, you know, are we in lockdown, aren't we in lockdown? I mean, I'm, I think everyone's quite clear about that now, aren't they? But mask, wearing masks in the shop and I saw someone on uh, the one show yesterday, slightly digressing, uh, someone on the one show yesterday said, said that he's really confused about the whole mask situation in the shops because he said, I don't know if it's the people wearing the masks or not wearing the masks that have coronavirus? I, is that just me? Like, I was really confused about that. I was like, no, the people at home are the ones that have coronavirus. Anyway, I completely digress. I was so... This just kind of proves, proves my point, doesn't it? People are so confused. I was so confused about that. So there's a lot of confusion going around at the moment which really doesn't help with consumer confidence, which has a massive knock-on effect with sales. I don't even think it's that people are out of the shop buying their products instead of online at the moment. I just don't really think people are buying. We've got the um, end of furlough looming, so there's a large percentage of the UK that are facing redundancy situations or, or worse, you know, not just not having a job to go back to. So there's all kinds of situations in our current position which are really really going to impact sales and yes having that sales data might not reflect so this year would definitely not have reflected last year but obviously the more you can build that data up the more you can start to predict those trends and act accordingly so save cash accordingly buy stock accordingly it just makes you a much more um, makes it a much more predictable business and you know as you go through the seasons and also know your numbers so know your numbers in terms of your sanity a sanity check across your data across the year but please please like know your numbers in your business I'm running an accelerator at the moment and the first month was all about really getting to know our numbers and it's amazing how many people hide I think if you're a creative entrepreneur it's really easy to hide away from the numbers and think oh I did a cash flow once I'll just kind of leave that in the drawer it is so so important for for every aspect you know if you're um, stock buying you have to know your numbers you have to know that you've got that margin there and protect that margin fiercely so Side note there, please just in general, know your numbers. (laughs) The second point I want to discuss is about diversifying your product range 
or your target market. So if you have a product range that is particularly suited to one season or like winter or summer, you know, hot weather, cold weather, look at how you can either diversify the product so you could extend the line and make some tweaks so it could be um, used in the opposite season or look at the opposite target market. So I don't know if you heard my interview with Brie Reed from Snag Tights in season one. If not, go and listen to it. It's, it's a really good episode. She gives away some amazing value and she talks in there about how they found this really nice synchronicity with, the, so they would sell to the UK in the winter, but then our winter, sorry, our summer where their sales were slow is Australia, New Zealand's, winter so she found this like cyclical sales cycle that she could really take advantage of switching between the UK and the the northern hemisphere southern hemisphere you know and taking advantage of those seasonal trends so that could be something that you could do if you do ship worldwide maybe rather than extending the product to fill those gaps where you're looking at your data and you have these seasonal trends is there another product you could develop to fill that gap or is there another market that you can target to fill that gap so that we have a much more consistent level of sales through the year rather than these dips that we see when your product only appeals to different, you know, to specific seasons? Uh, another real practical tip for right now, if you're going through a slow sales period, is to use the time for maybe like non-revenue generating activity. And this is much easier if you've done the first one. So, you know, you've reserved some cash flow and you're not in that mad like squeaky bum time. But use this time to really improve your skills, improve your website, building your Pinterest up, for example, learning how to run ads, like really filling that gap by learning how to actually drive traffic to your website. Please don't just sit there and wait for it to happen. That's the biggest mistake I see. I'm in loads of Facebook groups, as we all are. And so often I'll see people say, oh, I set my website up. I'm so excited, but I haven't had any sales. And when you start kind of talking to them about what they're doing to drive that traffic and they're not, you know, we're not talking about Etsy and not on the high street here. That is the the piece that they do for you is driving the traffic and doing the marketing. How are you doing your own marketing? It's so, so important. So using these slow sales times to improve your skills, improve your knowledge in digital marketing uh, and really understand how you can smooth out those seasonal trends is so important. The last one is a bit of a, a curveball really, but it's something that I need to talk about and I've been speaking to a few a few of our clients and the people in the Ecom Growth Hub about. And that is really, once you do understand marketing, once you do understand particularly Facebook ads and how to drive traffic to your website, you kind of have the keys to the kingdom. And this is a really um, good way to start reverse engineering the sales and the whole business proposition process. So thinking about rather than thinking about, oh, I made this product and people love it. So I want to sell it and I'm going to build a website. The digital marketers process with that would be who's buying right now and what are they buying? What can I sell to them? So who's who's buying on Facebook, for example, and what can I sell to them? What are they buying? And we build a business around that rather than starting with the product 
and almost adding the marketing afterwards. We're starting with the marketing and adding the product. And it doesn't have to be as mercenary as, you know, I'm going to sell them some plastic crap from China. It can still be something within your interest field, but it's just that we're leading with the data rather than the kind of passion for the product. So it's like there's never been an easier time to just start another business and I know it sounds uh, it sounds like I'm being quite flippant about it but in terms of starting a Shopify store starting your social channels yes you have to put energy into building that stuff but once you understand how digital marketing works it really is it really is quite simple to just kind of set new businesses up and sell that product and test it. I used to have a store where I would just, it was quite a broad domain name and I would just use it to test out different products, see which ones ones work. And then as they work, I would, I would kind of filter those off into their own brand and that it's quite labor intensive. And if it's just, if you're just working by yourself and trying to juggle all this with, you know, looking after the kids, you're probably rolling your eyes at me now, but it's, it's an option, you know, it's something that you can do. So that's four things really that I would recommend to keep your sanity during a low a sales period like a slow sales period which we are going through right now and we will go through for every summer unless you're selling ice cream or like summer dresses or I don't know bikinis summer is is generally a slow sales period so let's keep our cool let's understand that this is what happens use the time to know our numbers diversify our product learn new digital marketing skills and potentially even look at at building out a new business that can can help you kind of weather those times. Uh, So I'm going to go on to questions now. Thank you for sending these in. I've got a question from Zoe um, from Small and Awesome. Zoe sells these beautiful um, kids clothes, which are all all kind of go together and beautiful. Go and have a look at her. I'm going to link her in the show notes. She would like a tip for managing time between running a business from home and family time. Probably not the best person to answer this, to be honest, because I don't have kids. But in terms of boundaries, which is ultimately what this comes down to, it it is about setting those boundaries for yourself. So I don't have to manage my time between business and family. I mean, I have a husband that kind of counts. I he I can't neglect him, but and I have, you know, my own family that I need to see and spend time, but my time is spent managing my like mum gill in air quotes is between my businesses. So I've got the um soup agency where we deal with clients, then I have the training side of the business and then I have a few other bits going on as well. So my thing is managing my time and my sanity between those. And it really is about putting boundaries in place, which as a as a chronic lifetime people pleaser is really, really difficult to do. But I have got to the point now where I'm of an age. <laughs> I'm not, not ready to disclose that. I'm of an age where I you just have to like you just learn that if I don't put these boundaries in place I'm literally no good to anyone it's like the whole you know pouring from an empty cup 
I do think there's bigger things at play here. So when the family thing comes into it, there's a whole different dynamic. So I I might have the guilt of thinking, oh, I need to spend more time in this area of the business, this area of the business. I feel kind of pulled in all directions, as we all do. Um, but I guess when it's a, a family thing, you have the dynamic of your relationship, which is you know ever evolving and goes through the same peaks and troughs that a business does I guess and demands from children and I really I know how tough it is and oh gosh like what what parents have been through over the last three or four months must just be the most challenging time ever and I have so much respect for all of you and for anyone who's been through this time trying to juggle children and and businesses or even work or you know and have and like the guilt of homeschooling but not homeschooling and are they going back to school aren't they going back to school I really do you have my full sympathy it must be or empathy better word isn't it it must have been such a tough time. And if, you'd, if you've if you kept any kind of business going through that time, then you have my full respect. But I guess it just comes down to um, boundaries, Zoe. I think that's all I can say. It's about putting boundaries in place and sticking to them. Because it's all right putting the boundaries in place and saying... So in the Ecom Growth Hub, for example... I started off kind of being really available like seven days a week and and it gets to the point where you just can't you just can't give that much energy to something because it's gonna start it's it's just gonna be detrimental to you you know you just can't be on all the time and then the whole soup team got involved so now we've got the whole soup team in there answering questions but I still say in there now like don't we work Monday to Friday you know don't expect questions at the weekend and and when it was at the point where I was like I'm gonna have to say this because this is kind of getting a bit too much now I had the, I anticipated people would be like, well, that's ridiculous. I need a question, you know, I need a question answering wrongly because of course you need weekends off. You need, the people in there need the weekend off. You know, I would encourage anyone who can take the weekend off to do so and to have that as relaxing time. So I think the anticipation of setting the boundaries is often uh, more scary than actually putting them into place particularly if you're if you are a people pleaser if you like to keep people happy but I think putting those boundaries in place and having that discussion maybe I'm not talking about you in particular Zoe but but if there's a discussion with your partner that you need to have around you know this is my business and this my business is as important as your job you know I'm building this thing up and I can see where it can take us but I can't do this there's a whole discussion around the free labor that women do in general in the house isn't there and how much time you know when you really think about how much time you spend doing that free labor of uh child care cleaning cooking this is a very kind of generalist statement but if that's what you're spending your time doing by the time you add up all that free labor time and what that would be if it was a paid job you know I think I think we need to really open up that discussion with our partners around this is my business 
it's as important as your job. Let's look at how we can split these tasks out and how we can start um, having a more balanced approach. And even if you're, if it's a very traditional split, split of labor and say, for example, your partner brings home the majority of the money and you do the majority of the, the childcare and house cleaning and cooking and all that kind of thing, all that good stuff, <laughs> then maybe it's a discussion around that and around how you can, how you can balance that out again. I know there's been issues with you know, nursery and childcare and that kind of thing. But looking at how you can balance that out, ultimately, you need to protect your sanity. That's what you need to do. And if you can find a way to protect your sanity, then you've cracked the code, I think, because you can't run a business, look after kids, do all the housework, do all that, you know, you can't be, I'm speaking to some women who are working like 15 16 hour days answering emails at like 11 p.m at night and stuff it's just not realistic you just shouldn't be doing it and and yes okay maybe in the beginning while you're building the business up mm, okay if it's a short-term thing but this needs there needs to be an endpoint and and also slightly more frighteningly I'm speaking to a lot of women who are not even paying themselves their business isn't even paying them so we really need to look at this as a whole and look at from a practical point of view you know what would I be earning if I was spending this time in a job I need to be earning at least that much from from my business for it to be a business really so that's quite a long-winded answer to quite a quite a broad question actually because everyone's situation is so different isn't it I think everyone's dealing with their own things and particularly in the current climate everyone's got their own situations going on but I would say I would say really kind of setting some boundaries and sticking to them and actually sticking to them is the hardest thing because it's really easy to kind of sleepwalk back into your old habits but being quite strict I guess is the word being quite strict about your boundaries is is the key I would say so thank you for that question hope you enjoyed that I almost stick to the sticked I almost stuck to the 20 minutes didn't I I did quite well thank you so much for listening I hope that helped I hope if you're one of the people that's thinking like oh my god what's happening with my business or my sales of dropped off a cliff I hope that helped and gave you some pointers as to what you could be doing and how you can get your business set up so you don't go through this again next year if you did enjoy it I would love you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't left me a review yet I would really love that as well it really helps other people find us and if you really loved it I would love for you to share it with someone that you think might love it too um come and find me on Instagram tell me if you enjoyed it I'm gonna put the links to Zoe's business in the show notes below I'll also put the link to my Instagram and to the Ecom Growth Hub if you want to come and join us in there as well. Thank you for joining me. I'll speak to you next week.